Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I spoke to my good friend Brian Glick from Chain.io, and we talked all about how right now, because of all of the disruptions that we're seeing, we need to get back to the supply chain basics and what that means for you and what that means for the industry and what we can kind of see moving forward, what that looks like and how we're, it's, there's going to be a rebalancing in the industry. And not necessarily the fact that we're going to go back to pre-COVID, but that there's going to be a rebalancing. So if you missed it, don't forget, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast or anywhere that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 232. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Throughput.ai puts industrial material flow on autopilot by leveraging existing enterprise data. Throughput's AI software predicts demand, reorients production capacity, reassigns warehouse space, and reorders materials optimally more than five times faster than leading contemporary solutions. So businesses minimize over-promising and under-delivering. Sign up for a free demo to see Throughput in action. Visit throughput.ai. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. 2022 is going to be even more amazing than 2021. We've got so many things happening. We are adding live shows to our LinkedIn lineup every single day. And I can't wait to share even more with you as we head into some strategy sessions as well. Today, I'm joined by a company who are using technology to simplify the complexities of the shipping industry. Can you guess who it is? Well, I'll reveal all after our question of the week. But first, we have a brand new review over on Apple Podcasts from Skyward Guy. And he gives us five stars. And the title is Sarah Does the Hard Work to Bring Us All the Inside Scoop on Supply Chain. He says the quality of guests and the easy flow of her interviews really provide deep insights into the supply chain world from all directions. Whether you want to know how to market your supply chain company or what the latest tech is that is accelerating the industry, this is a critical podcast to listen to. Thank you so much, Skyward Guy, for giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you too can be featured on an upcoming episode just by going to Apple Podcasts and providing us with a review. So the question of the week is, how do you like to get feedback in the workplace? This is a really important question. Everybody needs to get feedback, whether you're an employee, whether you're a leader. It's the only way that we can really grow. And so Audria says, I generally like in-person meetings. I feel like there's an opportunity to chat informally and it eliminates ambiguity. With that said, a good leader will give you feedback constantly and not wait until the quarterly review. I really like that. Okay, what does everybody else have to say? So, add a bio, no specifics, just give it to me undiluted. Jocelyna, timely and regularly. 
Taj says, half the time people only complain when something went wrong. So feedback, in-person meetings, or surveys. Samuel, I love feedbacks. They are one of the most important growth moments. Peter says, timely and relevant in-person or phone call. Amanda says, typically privately with some specific examples. But I am always game for people pushing me to think differently or perform at a higher standard. Darshak, feedback at workplace helps you grow and improve yourself. It makes you a better individual or an even better employee. Clydeen, I like feedback as close to the event as possible. A quick chat to say this went great or this could be better if you did X, Y, and Z, or let's brainstorm how to do this better next time. Small bits along the way help me to continue what is going well and improve on others. Sarah Scudder, be blunt, tell me unfiltered, and don't wait. Well, remember, we ask a question every single Wednesday morning across our social platforms. So go and check that out every single Wednesday, and we will feature you on an upcoming episode, specifically if you comment on LinkedIn. Now, back to today's podcast and which dynamic software company is joining me today? Well, it's Schiffel. Schiffel is reimagining freight forwarding by bringing you one piece of software that coordinates your entire global supply chain. Schiffel are dedicated to bringing an outdated industry into the 21st century with their one-stop platform designed to bring efficiency, creativity, and connectivity to shipping. Founded in 2019, they already have offices in China, India, the Philippines, Vietnam, Bangladesh, and Georgia. Today, Shabzi Levy, founder and CEO at Schiffel, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, the importance of collaboration and visibility in supply chain, and the future of freight forwarding. But before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Shabzi. He is the founder and CEO of Schiffel. He has over a decade of experience in the international supply chain industry, along with an extensive background in software and digital innovation. Schiffel was founded with expertise of the past and a vision of the future to propel global shipping into the cloud age. So welcome to the show, Shapsi. Glad to be here, Sarah. Um, as I said, I uh, always like to talk to like-minded people in the industry, especially nowadays when we can vent together on everything going on. So I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. Absolutely. I am so excited to have you here. I mean, I have a business in this space and I share a lot of your frustrations around how outdated the industry is and the challenges that brings to an already very complex space. So I'm really looking forward to putting the shipping world to rights with you today and chatting about the ways we can innovate and drive the industry forward. So let's dive in. You founded Schiffel fairly recently in 2019. So what was your journey to that point? What challenges had you been facing in your career that you thought, you know what, I have a great idea and a solution for this? Uh, so, so that's interesting, actually. My first job, it was in the industry. So lucky me, I got thrown right into this industry uh, after school. Um, and then I kind of saw that we're relying a hell of a lot on fax machines. So that was like my first, um, <laughs> like, hey, yeah. th this was probably 12 years ago. And it was like, something doesn't add up. We're sitting by the fax machine waiting for documents back and forth. Did we get it? Did we not get it? Is it missing? Is it not missing? 
Um, but in general, um, my background was always more uh, more geeky, more technologies back when Palm Pilots and, and, and Blackberries. So I was always very into that um, programming software and all of that. So with my eyes looking at the industry the way it was, every step of the way I was able to see an opportunity. This should not be like that. This shouldn't have been like that. You know, the, the, way, the way technology is, all these mistakes happening, all the issues that were happening, all the, quest- the, the questions from customers, or, or the ways everything was happening. I was like, in an ideal world, uh, these things should not be happening. Um, right. However, when, when it comes to an industry that has been, has been set up a certain way for years, uh, change is not easy. Um, no. and, and I felt the right way to do that is to kind of start from fresh, start from the ground up and started the way, you know, my, 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 my ideas and my visions are. So I was, I was in the industry quite a while at, 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 at the company that I was prior, uh, before, uh, that was a very large New York based rate forwarding company. And I left the company early 2019. That's when I started Schiffel. Amazing. And that's such a great journey, right? I know from experience being in operations and getting your hands dirty within the industry, really, you get to understand what's broken, what's working, what's not working. I mean, you talk about fax machines. I remember using typewriters for checks. You know, and that's that's just crazy to me. And, you know, we're still using Excel. I mean, fax machines, maybe, maybe not, but uh, Excel for sure. So tell us about Schiffel then. What does it do and how does it help it, its customers? So uh, Schiffel is, uh, we started it from the ground up based on our uh, our imagination of how this industry can look and be in, 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 in five years from now. We're looking at this industry and we're seeing this is how we feel this should be. Uh, unfortunately for freight folders, there's nothing really off the shelf that can really help. Everything off the shelf is based on the traditional ways of doing things, as, as I like to call it. So uh, like like uh, uh, following our, the, the area top, earlier topic, is, is I felt to do this right, it has to be from the ground up. I put together a full team of programmers and, and started started the company based on, on this vision. And everybody that works here knows this this is the way we're doing things. The, the creativity is to, to to think outside of the box and how we can do things. Uh, so so basically, uh, this is the way we build our software solution every single day. Uh, so when it comes to uh, bookings, when it comes to tracking containers, when it comes to processing shipments, when it comes to customs, when it comes to containers, gated in, gated out. Uh, this is the way we look at the industry. How can we automate? How can we avoid mistakes? How can we make it more efficient? And as an end result, a much smoother experience for the customer and a much more efficient experience for everyone. Uh, so um, starting, uh, everything starts at a purchase order for sure. Uh, that's when yeah. the customer issues a purchase order and most forwarders are not going to be involved at that point. And ideally the forwarder should be involved, especially with what's going on right now. Um, I, I always like to say the analogy in our industry, it's unfortunate the way it is, but, um, it's like, if you're going to go travel on an airplane, it's like you can plan your, your trip, uh, five months ahead. And when it comes to the day of the flight, you're going to show up to the airport and you're going to see, uh, let's say the plane has 150 seats. You see about 500 people showed up to the same plane and everybody's trying to get onto the plane. Um, <laughs> and then you get bumped, right? You get bumped for the next day and the next day. And that's exactly what's happening in our industry. Everybody's producing cargo. No one is uh, kind of thinking about how am I going to move this cargo? When am I going to move it? What is the pricing going to be like? Everybody's just booking cargo and they're contacting the photo. Hey, I have the goods ready. Can we move it? And now these vessels have a certain capacity. It's a pity. Um, I feel that the whole GRI game works works in advance, 
works towards an advantage for the carriers um, when it comes to this kind of structure. But in an ideal world, a company should be able to plan their production in advance and even book the space in advance. And that would give the visibility um, and, 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 and benefit for that customer to be able to know when to book their cargo and know that they're secured with their rates. And then in, in return, the carrier knows what's coming up. But that that's uh, unfortunate what's happening right now. So we start trying to get involved at an early stage, which is basically when the customer issues the purchase orders. We have customers using our software for the purchase orders, especially uh, smaller customers. And then we have larger customers that we're integrated with and the purchase order will be um, moved over to us via API, preferably. Um, and now our teams overseas, I, f- I forgot to mention that we... Um, as part of what we do, I'm, I'm establishing a worldwide team of people that that's what we do. We move cargoes. So having boots on the ground in those key locations are critical. Um, and in even even furthermore, um, our customers get to communicate with our origin offices. And, and I found a huge advantage in that way of working. Yeah. So the typical way of working is, is there's an agent overseas, let, let's say China, for example, and then there is an agent over a forwarder here and they'll be communicating with the agent. There's a lot of um, urgent decisions that need to be made on a daily basis. So let's say something happens at night, the factory's not ready to move the cargo. We just had uh, a decision last night where uh, the carrier didn't have 40 high cube equipment. They were able to release 45 equipment. And we needed the, the customer to make that decision because they, they can have a hard time with chassis. I didn't just want to make that decision. So in a typical uh, manner, those decisions are not going to be able to be made in time because the person that's responsible for it here might not be available. They'll come in the next mm-hmm. morning, have their coffee, take care of the origin things, and they'll get to it later in the afternoon. Right. Uh, the way we operate is our customers and our origin offices communicate on those bookings. Our system mm-hmm. will be processing this bookings, the, the bookings to the customers with the options, and then they'll be communicating with the origin. Um, and, 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 and when something happens... A lot of our customers sleep with their phones under the pillow, so they'll be able to answer right away. And those issues will be able to get resolved uh, very, very quickly instead of it taking days and delays. So they're just one one of the benefits of, of, of being able to communicate with our offices directly. In a very short period of time, we've built up uh, offices in many key uh, locations, and we're continuing to build those. Right now, we have in Asia, uh, we have China is a very big location for us, Malaysia, India, Vietnam, Vietnam, Philippines, and and we're continuing to, to grow that. We have a big team in the Dominican Republic, and nice. we have people working for us in Georgia. So we're we're we're, we're heading out on all these different key locations. We're doing something in Germany very soon. Um, I feel like uh, for the success of our software, for the success of what we're trying to do, having boots on the ground is 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 is, is a necessity. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, so. Yeah. Going back to the, 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 the process is essentially getting involved at an early stage, communicating with our offices. Customers can choose to, 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 to use their contracts um, that they have. But in most cases, in, uh, unfortunately, in the recent past, uh, a lot of the cargo had to move on the spot rates, on the higher spot rates, right. on the premium. And um, from there on, um, I mean, just walking through our platform, I don't know if we have anything planned um uh, later on, walking through the platform, we kind of got bumped into that. So, uh, um, um, so let's say I'll, I'll give you a small example. Um, monitoring if a factory has picked up a container in time, um, or returned the container before the cutoff. Those things traditionally are very manual, and they they do not get done in most yeah, situations. Mm-hmm. So, when is the customer going to find out that their shipment delayed? Probably when it was supposed to depart and it didn't depart, or maybe even sometimes when it was supposed to come in and it didn't come in. 
So with the technology that we have, with the integrations that we have, we are able to see live if the containers were, the empty container was picked up at the origin, if the full container was returned. Um, so those are all uh, live statuses that we're getting fed from our integration. So we can now have an automated process around that, being able to let those factories know, let those customers know, hey, this, co- this container wasn't picked up, wasn't returned, uh, so they can take preemptive steps to do the necessities. Um now, ETAs, departure dates, those are unfortunately very, very uh, volatile, unreliable un- now. And the, mo- the best we can do for the customers is for them to be aware of what's going on. Uh, at least they know if there is a delay and they know ahead of the game, ahead of time, that they can do much more than just finding out what it was supposed to be. And uh, so with the automated integration, we the second there is a delay, our customers will know about it. So that, that right. was a big thing. ETA, ETA automatic updates. Uh, something pretty cool that we like, we're, we're thinking uh, we have a way, to, like we have access to the IMO numbers for the vessel. We can technically display the vessel locations. In the beginning, we thought it was just going to be a cool feature. But what ended up happening in California, it actually is very handy. Uh, customers used to right. call us, hey, the ETA was uh, two weeks ago. What's going on? And we were just like, hey, go to the app, check out, and you'll be able to see exactly where that vessel is located. And that's a huge help because they can actually see the movement of the vessel. Uh, except when the customer calls us freaking out that it's moving towards San Francisco. What's going on? He's not in the line. Why is he not in the line? I was like telling the customer, it doesn't work like that. You're not you're not on day camp waiting for cookies to be given out. It's it, There's a process behind it. But in most right. cases, the customers know it, it, there's no phone call necessary. We can see where that vessel is located. We see it's in the area. It arrived. It's going to be discharging hopefully sooner than later. Uh, so that's... Yeah, I mean, without going into far more, there's, there's so much detail, so much uh, friction in our industry, but it's just the way the way we try to approach things, the way to, which we try to think about things and using technology towards that advantage with our custom software. Well, and folks, I mean, this is what happens when somebody who's been in the industry, got their hands dirty, has experienced everything, turns that into a technology solution that fixes all sorts of challenges that you're having on a daily basis. This is what that looks like. I mean, for example, when you were talking about how the customer can communicate directly with the agent, I mean, that's a game changer. You're taking people out of the equation that is eating up precious time for the client to be able to make those very crucial decisions that could, you know, add on a day or take off a day. And those days, especially right now, are very, very, very precious. And so it sounds like, you know, you've really thought about everything, not only from a forwarding perspective, but definitely from a shipper perspective and where those gaps are. But I want to talk about cost as well, because cash flow, lines of credit, constantly changing quotes and POs, it's a huge challenge in shipping. I mean, if you think about all of those containers, sitting in the port of LA and Long Beach and all the uh, all the capital that has been poured into that for that product to even leave and then obviously the money that they're spending on moving the product i mean there's so much money out there in the water so how have the rate changes affected customers businesses how has shiffel supported them through that so yeah the, 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 um, many customers have been going through very very rough times um, at the same time, there are customers that are actually doing much better. Um, every customer for itself is, is 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 in their own situation. So there are, let's say, high margin companies, high high margin products. 
their priorities are to get products in at any cost. They cannot afford a delay. They got to get the products in because there's such a demand for products. At the same time, if we're going to be looking at someone that ships furniture or that ships uh, kitchen cabinets, those are companies that are really struggling. Those are companies that are not able to raise the uh, raise the prices to their customers as much. Uh, we have some customers that have uh, predetermined contracts that have been done a while ago, and they still have to deliver on those prices. So those customers are really struggling. I, I we we felt that um, you know taking every customer by itself, assessing their needs and assessing the type of company they are, and then working with them to see this is the best way we can help you guys throughout this challenging time. So to start with, uh, are we going to be focusing on the price? Are we going to be focusing on the container getting out there? And it just just doesn't work together. There's premium rates. There were rates going up to to, to over $20,000, but those were the rates that we knew that the container is actually going to move. At the same Mm -hmm. time, if the customer ships furniture, they're not able to pay those prices. We had to start being creative about getting them cheaper rates, but at the same time, they're going to know that they're delaying the product tremendously. And then on the incoming side, uh, we had to really work with our customers to help them out because uh, typically uh, we would be laying out uh, anywhere between fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars, and all of a sudden those rates went up to twenty thousand. Uh, forwarders were like putting customers on COD, and that even put right. customers in a much much tougher spot when it came to that. And you know if they don't pick it up in time, and the merge starts accumulating, that can t- can put a customer out from business very quickly. Yeah. So we were we were tried working with customers as much as possible. One of one of the things we 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 are kind of unique and different is that we allow customers to pay us with credit card without without a fee. That that is that is a big deal because those fees on your side, especially with freight costs as high as they are, um, can be fairly high costs for you on your yeah, side. Yes. So when we we started uh, the the company, this was one of the ideas I came up with, and I wanted to be different, and 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 we wanted to have a way also because we, I bootstrapped this myself. I I I back to the way. I like to do things in the way I like to sometimes do things that short term might not be financially um, might not make financially sense, but long term. So that the way to do it is obviously if I can be able to do it, I do it without having to answer the people that are looking on short term profits. So one of the ideas that we came up in the beginning was the if if we're going to be able to do that, um, not only will, will this allow us to be able to grow faster, but at the same time, uh, we can reduce our risk, give give customers a tremendous benefits. People people were traveling back back then. And if someone can put their freight on the credit cards, you can essentially cover the traveling for your entire company. And yep. then you get the float. Uh, we have customers that we have multiple credit cards and they're able to float uh, f- an average of 40, 45 days between the credit cards. So when the rates started going up, we, we were thinking about, you know, now, now it's going to start costing us a lot more. But at the same time, we were like, um, this is a real help for customers. This is the way we can we can we can we can differentiate ourselves with our customers and help them out and keep the momentum going. So we, we were kind of going on with with this, and that helped a lot of customers be able to continue and pay us versus paying a fee on the credit card, not able, not being able to do it. At the same time, we were working with our insurance companies to get our our customers approved for higher limits. Uh, you know, some some companies had just just um, on their on the reports some minor things were able to fix up their credit and, and get them approved for higher credit limits. So there's a lot we were able to do with customers to work with them and and, and help them out uh, throughout the challenging times until the rates. Now, now, thankfully, uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we're not going to see those 20,000 numbers again, but that bubble um, kind of kind of uh, popped for now and, and rates dropped uh, more like to nine to 14,000, depending where it goes. And it's it's become a little bit easier now for customers and 
removing a lot more of those products that they were holding back, the furniture products and the cheaper products. Yeah. Well, and I like to hear that because when I talk to my friends in procurement, right, and we talk about how they work with their suppliers and how it's been very important, not only for smaller suppliers to really extend those credit terms so that everybody comes out of this somewhat okay. And so it's nice to hear that on the forwarding side, somebody like a Schiffel is thinking about that as well and being able to offer those kind of services, no matter what size of business that you're working with. And so I think that that was really smart. And I'm great. I, I'm so glad to hear that. Now, what, one mentioned- of the other, I forgot to mention one of the other things, and, and I think that's important for people to know. Uh, right now with containers sitting at, a, at the LA ports for three weeks, most people are just used to paying their product before the container comes in. There's right. no need to pay if their container is going to be sitting. So we set up a way for customers to be able to see when those containers are going to be discharging in our software. And now they have the ability to keep that cash flow for another two to awesome. three weeks. So that's a very critical point for people today's days. Yeah, huge, huge, huge deal. Now, you mentioned earlier API, and I want to talk about integration, and it's kind of a two-part question, right? First, the technical integration. How does that work? And then secondly, I also want to know about the collaborative integration, because I believe from the research that I've done before this interview that you can connect with all parties involved in your shipment within the Shiffle platform. So let's talk a little bit about both of those, because integration is a huge part when you're looking at platforms and making sure that everything's talking to each other. Right. So, so if we're going to be looking at automating this industry, at, at, re- at increasing the efficiency and, and, and removing all the disconnect that's happening, obviously, we want our systems talking to each other. And the thing is, uh, logistics is a puzzle literally a puzzle. There are so many parties involved in so many different aspects. And the traditional industry was never used to having those integrations and and EDI doesn't come close to the things we can do with API. Um, So talking about in general integration, whatever we can do now as the industry progresses, being able to to adapt to that and more companies coming on board, that's really when when things are going to start flowing smooth. But for now, we have to do a lot of workarounds. And for now, in certain situations, we would need to do workarounds in order to be able to do integrations because not not every party has the ability to have those APIs. So there's there's a two-part um, process here. There's the, the part of us being able to give our customers the information that we have. And that obviously is an open API. We're able to give the customers any information they need from us within, with, with an API connection. And they can just take that information and feed it to whichever system they, they would like to feed it. Or we'll help them out with some EDIs for some customers that don't have that ability. And uh, now on the other end, for us to be able to get the information, um, there is you know so many po- different parties involved. And our our goal is when is, is, is to get these parties integrated. So start from carriers, start from uh, um, um, terminals overseas, um, then then and booking with carriers, carrier information. Uh, then yes, uh, in transit now ISF AMS. So those are things we were able to automate through our system. So we're able to file I- ASF through our system, AMS ISF AMS from our system. And interestingly, if you file both from our system now, there is no there's no there's no chance for for for, for information being different because they're both coming from the same source. And right. and the most important one is going to be integrating with customs. 
and basically being um, being able to uh, file customs entries efficiently, especially the way our system works is we have our customer's product classified. So it's a kind of two-step process. Uh, the traditional way would be, all right, the, the shipment is coming in, they look at the invoice um, and they would be like, okay, this is the way we're going to classify it. And then they start keying in that 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 entry. Uh, if we're we were able to separate the, the the classification process, so now our customers will have their products in there and classified as a separate process. So when the customs entry, um, when it comes time to do the customs entry, uh, we're able to just put in the item numbers, and we have all the information necessary to to to, to essentially get it customs released with zero input. So that that's huge. Uh, companies have 70, 80. Uh, employees just sitting and keying in customs entry. So imagine how much money and yeah. efficiency that 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 can help there. Um, now customs is big. Getting uh, getting data from carriers is big, and we had a partnership. Uh, we have a partnership with a company called Terminal Forty Nine. Yes. And yes. So My that friend. that Akshay, uh, the Akshay and his team have been amazing in getting us accurate information, which is all we're looking for is reliable information because if, if, if the information is not reliable, now we cannot use that data to automate and build right. around that information. So, um, so actually and his team have been amazing with, with, with terminal 49 and getting reliable data. And uh, we have used that data um, in, in many ways, shapes or form to integrate and automate the, the software. However, it's not a full, full service solution because we have different, um, different carriers that, you know, new carriers that are coming in. We have um, LCL shipments now. We have to be able to check all those LCL warehouses, customs, um, um, custom yeah. CES, container exam sites. So it's not a full service solution. So in order to do, to, to be able to, to do it fully, I, I like, we're continuing to integrate and to find different solutions, but we were looking at a goal of having our data be 100% accurate. So we physically put together a team of people and anything that's not tracking automatically, we just track manually. So okay. with that being able to do like literally every day, multiple times a day, being able to track, now we can say our data is 100% reliable. Absolutely. And, and, and the goal is to get to a point where it's going to be where it's going to be automated 100%. I would say effectively, uh, we're, we're getting uh, probably 85% automation and the other 15% is where we're still kind of um, searching that manually. But that team is amazing. They're tracking these these shipments multiple times a day. And especially when they discharge, um, they'll be tracking it even more. For, so we have our system kind of letting them know what to do. Uh, so that's one of the things we were able to implement to be able to have 100% um, accurate data. Um, Great. And, 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 and then is integration with, uh, let's see, uh, payments. Uh, traditional way of doing payments is sending out checks. Uh, yeah. Checks take time, need signatures, have to go by UPS, uh, can can take it two days till it gets released. Uh, very inefficient. Um, and uh, th- I can say uh, since we started Shiffle, we did not send out any piece of mail uh, from the company. So that's a good nice. thing. Nice. We're, we're automated. <laughs> that's good for sustainability as well. Absolutely. So- so listen, Shopsy, if I'm sitting in the audience right now and I'm, and I'm, you know, obviously loving everything that you're saying, who's your ideal client? So what does that look like? Is there a certain size? Is there a certain industry? Tell us a little bit about that. Right. Sure. So, so just uh, um, um, uh, step back one second, as far as the checks is just being able to integrate with an automated um, ACH processing, we're able to just click a button, uh, every account rep and, and, and process that through automation. Not only that, we're able to offer our customers the same ability. So if they have their own contracts, they can use our system to, to do their own BCOs. Um, now, as far as uh, an ideal customer, I'm um, 
it's, I like to say a company that imports is an ideal customer. However, every customer is unique. Every customer has their own setup, set uh, depending how big they are. And we're trying to set up the sofa to be able to cater to, to, to smaller and larger customers. And right now we have customers on our platform anywhere between five, 10 containers a year or even less. And we have customers that bring in five to 10,000 containers a year. Obviously, those are going to be two different breeds. However, yeah. at, the, at the end of the game, it's a similar process and it's similar things happening and, and we can accommodate both. Um, to start with, I, the, the, the personal touch that a customer needs, uh, we cannot remove that. As much as we're going to be automating, as much as we're going to be um, making, uh, progressing into uh, the digital age, in our industry, that that personal touch is extremely necessary for for someone to be able to reach out to his account representative within Shiffle and have an instant uh, chat, instant communication um, on anything they need. That's critical. So we're not trying to to automate that. We're not trying to tell customers you're going to call an automated phone number and just key in your container right. number and then you're going to get an ETA and that's not happening. Every customer has an account rep. We have access to instant chat, WhatsApp and um, e- emails. So they're responsible for the account from beginning to the end. And now we can adapt to the accounts based on their needs because everybody has certain ways of operating and we do our best to be able to accommodate the accounts based on what they need. Um, so when it comes to the smaller customers, those are pretty typical. Uh, they'll typically use our SIFT software for everything because they don't typically have in-house softwares. So they'll be able to use our, our system them to a very large extent. Um, and there's going to be, uh, for them, being able to log on, see the bookings, approve the bookings. They're not going to have their own contracts. We're not going to have any special contracts for them. So those are going to be moving on our spot rates. Um, we're going to be handling their customs and, and deliveries, and everything is going to be streamlined to our system. Now, when it comes to larger customers, which we've worked with, um, is setting up their requirements. So a lot of the larger customers have uh, their own contracts, BCO, BCO contracts, and a lot of the larger customers have multiple different folders. And this is one of the things this is, which, 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 which really is outside of the boxes. We, we, we did not want to limit our software for customers that only ship with us. When we're going to go right. sell a customer our software, and they're going to be like, okay, but now I have to ship with you. So now it's a problem. Right. So we, we have our software open for those customers to be able to use it even for containers that did not move through the shiffle uh the shiffle freight forwarding the shiffle freight forwarding is an add-on we can offer that if it's necessary for the customer now uh typically a very large organization uh, depending on their needs is going to want to be able to make decisions on bookings based on their bco contract space based on the pricing based on the spot market pricing And that's something that we can handle for the customer. So every single booking from our system is going to let them know, hey, this is your contract rates. Uh, This is the space on your contract rates. So you can choose your rates, but the carrier said there's no availability for another few weeks, um, or you can move it on the the premium. So we'll be able to to navigate the bookings on behalf of that customer, especially being on top of the purchase order. So a a larger customer will have an integration with with us. So the purchase order will be integrated. The items will be integrated in their system. It's going to be a two-way street. And with our offices around the world, we'll be able to kind of um, 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 route and make decisions for their bookings together with them. And then they'll be able to use our platform to track all the containers, make sure everything is done in time, um, being able to have live visibility, live ETA updates, integration with customs. And, and there's, there's so much more that I mean, going into the details, but yeah. um, just being able to have this one platform that the TMS system where the entire import team can collaborate together. Uh, we're even launching now in beta is that that collaboration tool on purchase orders where the factories are able to log in and now you're able to collaborate with the factories directly on the purchase order. That's pretty cool because you can issue those 
and now the system can be the intermediary between the factory and the and the customer. And then when it's ready, all the factory does is clicks a button. This is what's ready, and then I get transitioned into a booking. Um, absolutely, but- and and you use a word that I absolutely love, which is collaboration, and I love 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 to hear that. So let's bring everything that we've talked about to life with a case study. This is my favorite part. Why don't you paint us a picture of how you've worked with one of your customers? What was the challenge that they had? Obviously, they used your platform. So what was the impact or ROI of your solution? So um, I can think about two different types of case studies, which is the the smaller customers and the larger customers. I mean, for, for one, it's pretty obvious. I mean, if we have a smaller customer who's been used to working with a freight forwarder via email and 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 not having visibility and and, and being overcharged on those on the rates, and you know the whole process just being one big hassle, being able to just right. come over to to Shiffle and and having the seamless operation, having the visibility, having the personal account rep, it's just uh, something that is hard to find. Um, especially being able to communicate with our offices overseas. Um, but the bigger p- case studies would be um, more with the very large clients. Um, those are customers any, any anywhere between using Excel for their import operations, uh, maybe still fax machines. Um, right. And th- those are customers either that have uh, other, other software they've been using. And when it comes to a company that brings in 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 containers. Those are companies that need to have a software that has all their containers in there, that tracks all their containers, that lets them know everything, what's going on. It's a full-fledged TMS system with what we built. So they're able to actually get the live visibility, have the integration with customs, and still utilize their BCOs, utilize their contracts, and and, and utilize the full end-to-end integration. Uh, so those are companies that we typically will work with in a little bit of a larger project to be able to offer some custom solution if they need to. Uh, but thankfully, that has been very successful. And I, ca- I can't really mention too many names, but we're working with a lot of large large importers that uh, were able to streamline their operations significantly. And and when we see an, and when, and when we see the end of the, the, like the, the the product once it's set up, it amazes me how just you know how we can take something and and make it so streamlined just. With pieces of code, and and I think um, it's going to be exciting to see, um, especially after you know the chaos that we've gone through now, how the industry will adapt and learn from from yeah. the mistakes and and f- further embrace technology versus trying to change the way things were uh, the ancient way. Yeah, and how how fast can you get somebody up and running on your platform? Well, we can get them up and running in two minutes. It's just a sign up and having them up and running. Um, if there's going to be certain custom um, necessities to kind of get 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 their existing um, existing um, um, data in there, or they're going to want something specifically set up for them, that's going to be a little bit of more time. But the, the basics is pretty simple. Um, the unfortunate part is we had to close the automatic sign up because um, t- during the most difficult seasons of the year. Um, it wasn't like anybody had extra capacity or extra extra the ability to take on too many customers, and it was a it was a it's counterintuitive because we were getting signups and we were trying. It was exciting to get the momentum, get customers coming, but at the same time, we felt that it's not fair for existing customers, and we stopped right. the automatic sign up and, and and we focused on servicing the existing customers. We're getting to a point now where it's becoming a little bit easier, especially to the West Coast. Interestingly, um, the West Coast has the biggest backup, but somehow the space to the West Coast is becoming cheaper. I feel and I'm very confident that um, we're going to see some sort of more stable um, rates now till maybe prior to Chinese New Year where, where we're going to maybe see an uptick as a lot of vessels coming back from LA after this congestion. And that's hopefully one of the last uh, products of the ripple effect. 
I'm very confident that after Chinese New Year, um, the industry is going to have a chance to catch up. Um, and hopefully a lot of customers learned the hard way that um, buying early and shipping early is not such a bad thing. And hopefully throughout the next uh, year, especially throughout the traditional quiet months, February, March, April, May, uh, the industry will have some opportunity to catch up and get back to some of normalization. So I'm confident about it and hopeful that that's actually going to happen. Absolutely. And I like that prediction. I'm sure everybody in the audience likes that prediction as well, because everybody's sort of like, when is this going to end? Well, I I like the fact that you talked about future trends in the industry, but I want to know what the future looks like for Schiffel. What does that look like? What do you have that you're working on? What are you looking forward to in 2022? There's a lot of exciting stuff we're working on. We have uh, more than we can handle, and we're constantly growing the team to be able to, 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 to accelerate um, our ideas and bring it into vision. Uh, we're building an ecosystem. We're building a freight ecosystem. Our goal is for uh, a company to be able to design products and sell them, and everything else is shiffle. And we're getting there, and, and we're adding on a lot of uh, cool tools for our customers to be able to forecast, to be able to, um, you know, see, see see their inventory, and and we're, we're adding e-commerce integration. So we're doing a lot of creative things for our customers as we move on into the upcoming year. Um, and that's essentially the, the the ultimate goal is for us to be the go-to for the supply chain from beginning to the end, so our customers can focus on producing and selling, and we'll do the rest. Absolutely. Well, that all sounds amazing. And I cannot wait to see how you continue to grow and it's expand. I mean, it's a bit of a scary time for us supply chainers right now. Disruptions are stacking up and creating complex sets of challenges that we can't really pick apart. So solutions like Shiffle that just help to create overall connectivity, visibility, and collaboration mean that we can work more efficiently, more creatively, and it just means that we're better equipped to problem solve and react more quickly to everything that's thrown at us. Shabzi, tell us where everybody can find you. What's your website? It's shiffle.com, S-H-I-F-L.com. And that's where you I find love us. That. And just, uh, you can email us anytime at hello at shiffle.com. We'd love to hear from you and just pop by, say anything, and we'll respond to you guys. Really, really easy five-letter domain. I love that. So a big thanks to you, Shabzi, for joining us today and to Shiffle for making this episode happen. Thank you so much, Sarah. Likewise, hope to, uh, hope to do this again sometime. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and the brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest. We also have a category filter. So if you're looking for a specific solution, 
for the supply chain challenge that you're having, we have most likely had them on the show. So go to that category filter and figure out, find out, take a look at who we've had on the show and then listen in on that episode because they'll tell you in that episode how they can help you. They'll even give you a case study and an example of how they can help you as well. And remember to come back next week for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series. I'll be joined by Anne Robinson to talk all about technology and supply chain and how she went from mathematics and engineering into a supply chain career that has taken her all over the U.S. and Canada, and also about her leadership style and her advice to women in the industry and her advice to leaders in the space and how important mentorship is from both sides of the table. If you enjoy our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also follow us on TikTok and Clubhouse. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And if you would like to get a free copy of our supply chain dictionary, go to Instagram and DM Let's Talk Supply Chain with the word talk, T-A-L-K with the number one, and you will be entered in to get our free supply chain dictionary. And remember, if you want a free Let's Talk Supply Chain mug, you need to be the person who is engaging with us the most across all of our social media. So go ahead and do that. We have a follower of the month that we give our Let's Talk Supply Chain mug to, and I want that person to be you. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts great week everyone thanks for listening and remember ship happens